All right, just sitting here. I'm Joe Murray. Today is Tuesday, I believe. I believe it's Tuesday. Uh, I like to call Tuesdays Tuesdays with Murray. Get it? It's a play on words. Yeah, anybody? Anybody get that? I don't know. Tuesdays with Murray. Uh, anyways, so uh, I was up bright and early this morning. Um, I was up very bright and early this morning. And uh, I was on with Toucher and Rich. We had a good show today. It was fun. Uh, and now I'm back to do the podcast today. And, of course, I just want to let everyone know that you can chat into the podcast. So any questions you have, whether it's for me or for my guest, um, you can chat that stuff in. So, uh, And also, you can check out all previous episodes on Spotify, YouTube, and on iTunes. My guest today is Mike O'Brien. Uh, he's somewhat of a Swiss Swiss Army knife, I'd call him. Uh, he works over at 98 Father Sports, but he works like a million other jobs, too. Um, but he's going to hang out with me today, so we'll bring him in in just a minute here. I uh, got some thoughts on what's going on in hockey, uh, the NBA. There's also more stuff on what's happening with Major League Baseball as well. The sports stuff is like a minimal on this show. It's minimal because I want to get into like the good stuff. And there's a Rocky documentary that's coming out, and a guy from Philly's coming on. So like we got to rock that shit. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm pumped to talk about this because we've had documentaries. We've had the Jordan documentary. I didn't even watch a minute of the Derek Jeter stuff. We got a Brady st- uh, documentary coming up. But like, give me a Rocky documentary all day narrated by Sylvester Stallone. Like I am in on that. So uh, we'll talk about that at some point during the show. And again, um, well, a lot you guys can chat into the show and have some fun today. Uh, and I'm going to be here, I think, most of the week. I'm not sure if I'm going to be here Friday or not, but whatever. We're doing them every day, and I appreciate people joining the show and I having some fun. So without further ado, let's bring in my guest today. His name is Mike O'Brien. Sup? Sup? Uh, he is, uh, I'm gonna just going to, he's from a lot of places, but because uh, his O'Brien on the mic is so long that I'm just going to put Mike O'Brien, at O'Brien on the mic on Twitter. Uh, but he works at 98 Father Sports on part-time. He works for a million other places that we'll get into later. He yeah. is a play-by-play announcer, a studio host, um, and he has been in Boston for how long now? This is uh, pretty much two years this month. Good. So this has been a I really- mean, this might but my third stint. This stint is, thir- is two years, but I've been in Boston for a total of, let's say, 10 years at this point. Okay. So you're yeah. not a Bostonian yet. You're, 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 no, you're no, 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 no. You're still not a true. And that's funny. So when I told people today, Mike O'Brien's coming on the show, you know what the reaction was? What's that? Who? <laughs> Who? <laughs> Who? Listen, like, Dan O'Brien? No, my, my, no the... <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike O'Brien. It... First of all, I mean, Mike O'Brien in, in Boston, like dime a dozen. Like, I'm in uh, no like, way special like Joe, in this town. Like Joe Murray? Like how many Joe Murrays have you you've <laughs> probably met along the way here? But I, um, I went to BC. I was one of nine Mike O'Briens on campus. Okay, so, so I, you went, I got there. Well, we'll get that? to know. We'll get to know you. We'll do like I get to okay, know you. Okay, sorry. sorry yeah. But you I'm went to B, you went to BC, and I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't know that about you. What year gra- did you graduate BC? I graduated '99. Okay, so who would be on the football team in '99? So that was like the the Matt Hasselbeck era. That was like Donye Abrams, a little bit of the Troy Bell era. Troy Uh, Bell, yeah. He actually was in the news recently uh, for being positive, which I can't, Mike, 
we're here for uh, probably an hour or so. Yeah. I can't <laughs> do anything in the real world today. No, that's fine. I, real, I, the real, let's let's take a break from the real world. Everyone's taking a break from social media today anyway as part of the movement. So we can take a break from the real world. Oh, God. That, thank God. This is what this show has been about for me. I, that's how I start. Actually, the first show that I ever did, I was like, you know, I want to talk about music. And I just started talking about Kurt Cobain because it was the anniversary of his death. And then I wanted to get into like Allison Chains and all this other stuff. And that, and then it turned into like wrestling talk. And I'm like, all right, I think I got I something know. here. And then I'm like, well, I'm going to do this every day. So maybe like I'll hang out with somebody that I like. You know what I mean? And then that's that's kind of how it uh how it all came about here. So nice. um, we'll get to know you, Mike. We'll do that throughout the show here. And then we have some uh, some sports stuff. And then, right. um, you know, we'll, we'll wrap it up because, you know, me, I like to mess around and tr get triple doubles and all that kind of fun stuff. I love, and I love so, to do that as well. Let's do it. Um, so I know you're fairly new. I think you've worked at the sports hub for about a year, maybe. I, I think my first like my first my first day was around thanksgiving 2018 so yeah about a year and a half maybe yeah i like your mic there what kind of mic are you rocking right there i'm rocking uh the cad e100 s i mean it so looks I like a phone it looks a little bit like a phone here you want to look at that thing that's a nice quality microphone so i yeah i do some voiceover stuff on the side as well so i had to get kind of the professional mic sounds great Good stuff. Good little studio. Yeah, we got we got to hook you up with some stuff in the background, though. Like, yeah, I, that's the thing. My my studio, like my voiceover studio, is is my closet because it's the yeah, one spot in our apartment where there's no noise. But yeah, like this oh, is we, all we, all closet space. So we got to get some stuff back there. Like for example, I got the Goodfellas rocking. You, you got a uh, great background. I, I, I traveling Wilburys. I got the Lord. See Lord Murray's cup. Did you did you get a hand? Oh, I know that? Lord Murray. Oh, I know Lord Murray. I might cup. have to look for your name on there somewhere. <laughs> it's on there. Uh, even Marshall Hook said, "Sweet Mike, uh, he's checking in." I'll, uh, <laughs> some people in here, Marshall he's, Hook, he, but he's in. got he's got the best mic with the uh, the headphone the headphone mic. Yeah, like he looks look like he's ready to go. Yeah, he said he bought that from a, like a GameStop for like five bucks or a five below or something. I forget. It's the uh, coolest looking mic of the ones I've seen on the weekenders for sure. Uh, welcome to Boston, Mike. Somebody said, uh, Thanks, "Do you Mike. know this guy?" I don't know if you know that guy. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know that guy. Uh, Marshall has uh, Mike envy. So thank you for uh, being one of our uh, thirty-two listeners right now, Marshall. Right we on. Really, we really Thanks, appreciate Marshall. that. Miss so, you, I'll, I, so I'll throw this out at you, Mike. Um, yeah. Been asking every guest that we have on the show if you can be quarantined with one person. Uh, from 98 for the sports that you've met over time, uh, who would that one person be? You know, I put some thought into this for sure. And there were some candidates right away that I thought of, like Sean Silver's a great guy. Tucker Silver's a great guy. I'm like, I could spend, like, they're super nice. I could spend time with them. Then I took in the young child slash toddler factor. I'm like, they're out. No, no way can I be quarantined with a small child right now. I just go out of my mind. And then, I, you know, not to play favorites, but it came back to you because, like, I know your wife cooks up some great, 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 great meals. True. So I was like, and I know, you know, we get along. <laughs> watch. Is this a kiss TV. ass, sir? No, Are you watch kissing my ass right now? No, I'm like, I hate to say it, but like, I saw, I thought Sean, you, and Tucker, like right away. Those are three that, that hopped out. And I was like, wait, they have small children. I can't do that. I got and nothing. Joe, and Joe's got, I have Joe's a house. Got great food. You got a house, great food. I have and, multiple and you rooms. Like, and you like good TV. Yep. I have multiple rooms. I have a man cave and a basement down here. Yeah. So, like, if you wanted to, hey, Joe, I'm going to go downstairs and just, you know, veg out. All right, dude. Yep, I'll be up here. You know, yeah. 
I got a backyard. We got a fire pit, you know, if you want to get that thing going. And that, that's one thing I didn't know, but I needed to take into consideration because right now my biggest gripe with the quarantine is that I don't have a, I'm going to have an apartment, no balcony, no backyard, like just dying to go outdoors and especially like a day like today or a couple of days we had this weekend so i didn't know everyone's living situation but the fact that you have a backyard i mean come yep. on now. and i i invited you to the murray mixer and i, and I, 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 know. I think i ended up had to work that day yeah, we're working on a murray mixer too we're just waiting on the the phases you know because sure. I, we're still in like three weeks are we still in phase, phase one, one? I, th I think so I don't even know anymore. Um, but then there, you know, then there's phase two, and then I, I, we're working on it. <laughs> so there might there might be a Murray mixer two happening. Uh, at Do you have some to keep point, it but... under ten people. I mean, let's no, the, in no, the invite would... list. The invite list was an issue last time. So I, I want to have a yeah. I want to have a bash. Like I want everyone invited. No questions asked. Like you know, like we can all meet at the we can all meet and go to the Kowloon after, and people can meet at whatever. With this, yeah. with this thing, this thing is gonna be like the summer jam of the month of the year. This is gonna be like, well, maybe not this summer, but like, we're, it's gonna be like a winter blowout or like a spring stampede or like you know the fall fallout or just something. It's gonna have some sort of like brought to you by cash, right? Like I don't know. We'll try to get players to come, former players. Like we might just, we might just do it up, man. Get charge, a catered charge admission. I want to I want a party where you need permits. That's what I want. <laughs> or t-shirts. Or t-shirts, yeah. <laughs> we'll just hang out. Go we'll, we'll have t-shirts. All right, so uh, that's cool. I mean, nobody has mentioned me yet. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, I, I didn't mean to kiss your ass or anything like that, but like those are the three names that popped out. And I'm like, I know I'm going to be well-fed. Like you come in and you talk about your wife's like meals you, and food all the time. You will be fed. You will, be, you will have alcohol or non-alcohol, whatever you prefer. So you'll the food and you're drink. You're checking all the boxes right now, Joe. Food, drink. If you need bedding, that's that's there as well. <laughs> I I live near the ocean, so if you know if you got a five, I'm a I'm a five mile ride to the ocean, so that's that's fairly easy enough. Um, yeah. Taking, sorry, I, you're taking home the crown. It's, it's, I it's I think I, and I, and yeah, and everybody. You know, a lot of the other people I asked did say Sean Silver. Um, Tucker has been mentioned a few times. Um, who's the, who's the leader in the clubhouse right now? I think I'm going to be Sean Silver because that's who most of the people have uh, have mentioned. Um, and no, I don't live near Revere. Like I do, well, I kind of do, but I'm not Revere. I'm Peabody, so I live near uh, Salem, right. Salem or Beverly. I think there's even water in Peabody, but I'm I don't have a boat. You're right there. That's the only thing, the only thing I don't have, Mike. Um. So, anyways, um, I know you're a hockey guy, right? Is it, like like me? I Same don't want to say be... that's that's my number one sport. Okay, I don't want to be considered the gambling guy. Like, I, yes, I can be the gambling guy, but dude, I'll talk football, baseball, basketball. I'll talk soccer. You want to talk soccer? I'll talk soccer with you. Like, you know, you want to talk tennis? Hell yeah, let's do tennis. I don't want to be labeled as a certain guy. I just don't want to do that. It's it's fine. Hey, Joe's the gambling guy. Cool, I can talk gambling, but like. I don't want to be boxed in. I don't want to be like, all right, he's just that guy. You're a hockey guy because you've been on the road with the game, with players, minor league, right? I mean, is that yeah. is that I mean, fair to say? That's fair to say. And I like you, I don't want to be boxed in, but everyone has kind of their first love they they would talk about. And I grew up with hockey. Uh, you know, I played it poorly back in high school, but my my first job 
uh, first broadcast job was a play-by-play guy for a minor league hockey team in Trenton called the Titans in the ECHL, Ooh. if you know that league. And the Trenton Titans. So, the Trenton Titans. Um, and so since then, it's been basically 13 years, 15 years, something like that, of, of hockey play-by-play. So just by nature of, of my profession and my career path, yeah, I'm, I'm a hockey guy. Let's be honest. Okay, so uh, obviously you've heard about some of the stuff, and we'll, we'll do a little football. I mean, sorry, a little hockey and football and all that stuff. Oh yeah, um, throughout the show here, but um, you know, obviously the season had to come to a hold uh, in the NHL, um, and it looks like they're going to start back up. Now I don't have the exact date, but it looks like it's going to be a twenty-four format, twenty-four team format, and teams will play in for it. But overall, like, are you fine with the twenty-four teams? And I'll just give you my opinion quickly. I love yeah, the fact. I love the fact that Canada's involved in this. Like, you know, if it's true, if it's truly about, um, you know, if it's truly about like, oh, you know, there's too many teams or I don't want the Canadians, you know, in this, like the reason I'm looking at it is because of the fact that like, you're going to get that Montreal market, right? Like, don't yeah. you want that? If you're going to, if it's going to be about ratings and everything like that, get the Canadians in. If they get swept, they get swept. But Toronto, they could be a sleeper, man. Like there's a lot of talent there. Even in the Western Conference, trying to sneak a few teams, the Winnipeg and teams like that in, like that's good for the Montreal market. But overall, do you want to see a 12-team playoff instead of, let's say, the traditional 18? No, I think I think you have to give those teams that were kind of on the uh, kind of on the bubble. You got to give them a chance to get in the playoffs. Like obviously, no one wanted to season it and as abruptly and the way it did. But there's enough jostling down towards you know the the eight called the eight seed, the eight spot in each conference is that you got to give these teams a chance to play their way in the playoffs. Now, the other side of me remembers when, what was it like 16 of 21 teams made it in the NHL to the playoffs back in the eighties. And I like you know, I like that it's gotten to a point where I guess just over half the teams making the postseason, but these are I hate to, I hate this phrase, but these are unprecedented times, Joe. And so you have, we're you all have in this to, together. We're man. all in this together. We have to, yeah. you know, we make the exception for this year. But yeah, g- give these teams that are on the bubble the chance to get themselves in the postseason. And I think you know you're going to get down to 16 teams fast enough. Like, well, you got best of five series. Like all right, yeah, a week, and now you're going to have your 16 teams. So. Uh, there's a, I'm, I like it again. I like the the, the fact that um, you know the Canadian factor is in there. I'm just glad there's going to be hockey. Like it, I understand there might be some players who don't opt to play in. That's fine. Um, I, I wanted to bring up a couple of things real quick regarding hockey in general. One, I think people think the Bruins are getting hosed here. Like they're obviously no. going to play around Robin. So I, I'm glad you feel that way. Um, you know they were the best team in hockey this year until you know the, the the season ended so like why can't they continue to be that team if if you're gonna have four like four yeah. teams so like i don't think they're being screwed you obviously feel the same way well i think they are being hosed but not for the reason you're, most people are thinking oh they're the best team in hockey why can't they just be the number one team well if again if you're the best team go be the best team but if you're going to allow for some jostling at the bottom of the standings and getting the playoffs then you got to allow for some jostling and, and you know some maneuvering at the top of the standings, especially when you take the Western Conference into um, into the equation where things were a little tighter than what were, it was in the Eastern Conference. But why the Boston Bruins are getting screwed or hosed and no fault of their own and really no fault of the NHL is that they're the best home team in the NHL this season, pretty much. 
and they're going to have to play their games neutral sites just like everybody else so it's a level playing field but when you take the best home the home team best home team in the league and say you can't play at the garden you got to play someplace else that's going to be a bit of a factor i think i do too and dude i i can give you some numbers um you know when it comes to some of the teams that they played against and like they've done very well against like columbus tampa bay toronto like so I, I just think that they should be able to beat those teams anyways. Like, right. Like, I, and if the the one thing with the Bruins too, is the fact that you're going to get this rest here. Like, isn't that the one thing that kind of hurt them last year against the blues was they played against a physical team and they didn't get They're that banged rest. up. Exactly. Everybody was banged up. We heard about right. Marshan in an exhibition game, you know, when there was time before the, the playoffs to uh, the Stanley cup to start, he got hurt. Bergeron, we know about his history, right? Yeah. So right now, like Rask had all the time off. Halak's been a great goal. Like I, I, I'd even be curious if maybe that's another angle that we don't see is maybe they do play two goaltenders because they're not ready to stay fresh like that. And what better tandem than maybe Tuka and Halak? I don't think yeah. people have really talked about that. Yeah, best tandem in the league. Uh, more last year than this year, maybe statistically, but Tuca has been on the won the award this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it was more Tuca this year than it was, you know, the, the tandem like it was last year. But, you know, I just don't know. How, God, you know, God bless these players. I don't know how you stay, how they, you all stay in shape for as long as you need to right now when you can't go to the rink, when you really can't go anywhere. I mean, that's what I'm. It's all well, well and good for the the skaters. Like Chara, obviously, you can't, is a guy who can benefit from the time off. The older guys on the roster can benefit from the time off. But if you're a goaltender and you're kind of in the zone, how does a two month layoff? I don't know you? how it is for anybody. Man. Yeah. Like uh, it, it, it's interesting. Dude, it's going to be really interesting, and I think that's what's great about it. But I think what's great about hockey in general is we've had a different champion now. How many different years in a row? Right, yeah. like. Every year, last, been last back-to-back was Pittsburgh, right? Right. I think you might know something about that. We'll, right. we'll, <laughs> something we'll, about we'll, that. We'll talk. We'll talk about that in a minute here. But yeah, in, and I just have one more thing. Just, in, I don't want to bore people with hockey stuff, but I know people are excited for it to come back. This is a true lose-lose situation for Tukarask this year. Oh yeah. There's, it, it's not his, and this is not his fault, right? Game seven at home last year, your fault. You know, giving up, uh, losing. Uh, giving up two goals in the final whatever in game six against the Blackhawks to force a game seven, your fault. Um, you know, being up three nothing in a series and losing to Philadelphia four straight, that that's your fault. Um, you know, so the what I look at it this year is if the Bruins win it all, asterisk, Tugarask, you know, played in a season with a pandemic, uh, with a different playoff structure. Yeah. Up, oh, you didn't do it. And if he loses, it's kind of like well, you couldn't even do it when you were the best team in the regular season in a <laughs> pandemic. And like, you know, and I'll be the first to tell you, I don't think home ice matters in hockey. I'm telling you as a betting guy, none. I don't I mean, again, game seven at home against the Blues yeah. last year, you know. So I don't know where they're going to play. I'm interested to see where it does happen. I don't think it will be Boston. No, but I don't think that's not on the short list right now for sure. But like, how do you feel about that? Like, do you think I, I think. Tukarask will always be a polarizing figure, always in this town. He's probably the greatest goaltender they've ever had. Um, but the more I look at it, he could win this year, and you got to throw up a little asterisk right next to it. You know, I was doing a little uh, digging before we hopped on the air today and just looking at the you know, best goaltenders to 
not win the Stanley Cup. And you have Curtis Joseph, who's probably atop that list right now. You have Henrik Lundqvist, who's definitely in the mix, um, Robert Longo, and uh, and a couple others. Uh, but those are probably the biggest names. And I feel like those goaltenders are, despite the fact they haven't won a Stanley Cup, they're just universally loved. Like, not a lot of people dislike Henrik or Hank. Not not a lot of people are going to say bad things about Cujo. Uh, you know, Robert Longo gets uh, gets a lot of fame and uh, I won't say fortune, but gets a lot of love because he's got a hilarious Twitter feed as well. Yeah. But Tuca, you know, Tuca, you have his you have his supporters, but you have a lot a lot of detractors, and he's he's going to end up with a Hall of Fame career regardless of the cup or not. But for whatever reason, I mean, I mean not for whatever reason, there are reasons where. You know, you had a chance to win the cup a couple times. It didn't come through. And like you said, if he wins it this year, I'm not sure how much that's going to erase the bad feelings. But you, you know, but 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 then again, it could be a hell of a story. He after years and years of failure in the Stanley Cup playoffs, he finally comes through. Will people, when they look back at this five, ten years from now, care that it was a pandemic or a quarantine Stanley Cup? Like they don't necessarily refer to the lockout shortened season and who won the Stanley Cup that year. It's it's interesting you say that. Greatest goaltenders to not win the Stanley Cup. And again, people can chat in. Uh, we do have a chat feature. It's on Facebook right on there or on Twitter. Uh, people can go to Periscope as well. Uh, this is a uh, highly rated podcast, Michael Bryan. Uh, a lot of people checking in. You know who you didn't mention? And this is, I'm just poking holes at you. Uh, Ron Hextall. Oh, right. I, I, uh, I I did I didn't mention him because I thought he was going a little too far back. But he's probably number he's probably number two. Okay, Ron Hextall, Curtis Joseph yeah. is one. Miko yeah. Kiprasov, right? He, he, he's yeah. pretty good. Uh, Ryan Miller, right? He he was pretty good for a period of time. Uh, Olaf Kolzig, maybe. Am I going? Uh, I think you and I were looking at the same li- looking at the same list. Oh, it's funny. Yeah, I I just did a quick uh, Google. Yeah, you know, like Mike Mike Liut's in there. Eddie Jockman's in there. I think they go down to like. Thomas Vakun. Yeah, like Nabokov was in there <laughs> yeah. at one point. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm like looking. I'm like looking at this list, but Tuka Rask. That's the name, man. <laughs> that's, the, yeah, right. that's the biggest name. You want to headline a list? It's him. It's it's so him. And oh god, I just I, you know he's he's so polarizing, dude. He's so yeah. Lundqvist, Luongo, Luongo should have won one, uh, and I think the Bruins were the one that held him out, right? Um. So you know, the more I look at it, that's that's a good list, man. That's yeah. a good list. Right. I, I thought I want to keep things current, and plus, I didn't want to mention Ron. No, no, you, you go, you do wherever <laughs> you, you go wherever you got to go because whatever whatever makes your argument. Remember that in this business, man, it's whatever, whatever makes happens. your argument. <laughs> it's like at home with the wife, right? I mean, it's right. like it's like shit. Why did you? Do- oh, and you can swear by the way. Um, yeah. but it's oh, like no, I, see, I see the advisory, a parental advisory. It's what it used to get on the old CDs and tapes back in the day. But yeah, like it's at home. It's like if you, dude, have you ever like lot? You knew you just you had nothing, but you just you, you're gonna die on that hill, man. Like that that's what I do. Uh, what I do sometimes. But you are right. Maybe it would be a good story. Like, hey, the Bruins lost the Stanley Cup last year, came back with the best team the next year, even through a pandemic, with mostly foreign players who have to come over from you know leave maybe leave the like. Uh, Chara came from Florida, right? And he drove up here with his family, and I think they need to be quarantined for 14 days. But at some point, uh, the facility is going to be open in a week. Um, there'll be individual workouts, but there might be some players who choose not to play. Uh, that's going to be interesting. But no matter what, 
um, could be a really good story. Like, hey, Tukaras got his. He's already talked about retirement, like towards yeah. the end of his guy. There's just a lot there, and I think this might be, as the team goes, might be their best, yeah. maybe their only opportunity left. Yeah, let me ask you this: you know, Jim Kelly, and the you know, famous for losing four straight Super Bowls with the Buffalo Bills. If he lost three straights and then won that fourth one, would people still be like, ah, not not a great quarterback or it's all his fault? No. And people still think he's great. He went to four. Yeah. I mean, so damn, I, 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 I don't, I don't quite understand because, like, you can go, <laughs> you have Jim Kelly, went to four straight Super Bowls, lost every one, you know, and everyone kind of views him in a positive light. Tuka Rask has been to three Stanley Cup. Yeah. And finals and or two, well not finals but two finals but the the Flyers series the final. Flyers series yeah he's been to two finals um he obviously he was the backup um when they won when they won so he's been to three finals he was the backup when they won so two, won, two and a half okay okay two and a half um I still think that 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 one run by Tim Thomas won't be beat, but whatever. We won't we won't beat that to death. I don't I just hope there's not an asterisk there. Um he is Mike O'Brien. Uh he worked I met Mike O'Brien at 98 Five the Sports Hub. I heard a new guy's coming in. He's gonna, he's gonna sit with me one day and we shot the shit and hit it off cool and hung out and it was fun. And um what I want to do is get to know you I want to get to know you a little bit. You mentioned the uh the trend. Oh he like, found him. There it is. Let me see if I can get <laughs> if I can get this bad boy. Yeah, look at that logo, man. Huh? Yeah, that's the uh, that's the bridge that crosses uh, from Pennsylvania to New Jersey uh, into Trenton, and there's a there's a big sign along the bridge that goes, "Trenton makes the world takes." That's their motto. Ooh, yes. So I like uh, that one. actually, that that was a great gig. Um, one, it wasn't too far away from uh, from where I grew up, outside of Philly. Um, Trenton is not too far away from uh, the Princeton area too, which is a great place uh, to, to hang out and uh, to live. And also they won the, they won the championship, the Kelly cup championship. I believe is my second year there. So Damn. got the call championship. And what affiliate were they a part of? They were the flyers, the flyers. Affiliate. So, the flyers. so, so where were you born? I was born, I mean, in Philadelphia, but I grew up uh, probably Villanova is where the town that people know the most. So you are you're a Philly kid. You grew up. I'm a Philly, Philly kid. Yeah, Philadelphia, like not West Philadelphia, like Will Smith, but West, uh, West suburbs Philadelphia. Okay. So in the western suburbs, Philadelphia, western suburbs of Philadelphia, born and raised on the playgrounds is where I spent. Is, that's where you spent most of your yeah. day, most of your days. Um, and you're a Flyers, Sixers. I'm just Philly. I'm Philly across the board. And Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, sorry, no, sorry. No. I mean, sorry, sorry about that Super Bowl. But you guys, are, no, it's okay. okay. We we had six other. Now you done pretty okay before and after, from what I remember. Yeah, uh, they they they've been okay. I think uh, they've been. <laughs> okay. So you're a Philly kid. Um, you went to BC. How the hell did that happen? So I wanted to go somewhere that was kind of like medium sized and in, in or near a big city. Like I like growing up. Uh, you know, near Philly. I didn't want to, and kind of like not too big, not too small. I want to go someplace with D1 athletics. So not necessarily to play. I wasn't going to play, but I just want to be able to like go to like a big time football game, be able to go to like a big time basketball or hockey game. And just as I was doing the, uh, doing the search, 
BC checked off a lot of boxes. So I applied there, a um, couple other places and just ended up getting in there early. I'm like, all right, that's enough of that. Let's do that. So up to Boston, I went. And it, when you look at where I grew up and where BC is and, and kind of compare it to Philadelphia and Boston, like there are just so many similarities. Um, and I just loved how passionate the sports town it was as well. And, uh, and BC was uh, pretty good at a lot of sports when I was there too. So that didn't hurt. Wow, dude. Okay, so I'm looking at the 99 BC football team. So uh, that so the 99 team was Tim Hasselbeck. Um, to kind of let you know, locally here, we had a school called Zavarian. Uh, it's in Westwood. And they'd pump out talent, dude. Both Hasselbecks. Um, his, their brother was pretty good, too. He was a wide receiver. He played at UMass and BC. Yeah. Um, Brian St. Pierre was on that team. He was a backup, yeah. played, at, uh, played locally here at St. John's. Scott William, Mutrin, I think Scott Mutrin had a year as well. Willie Green, remember him? Yeah, uh, Mike Loud was there as well. Yep, uh, and I'm looking at Cedric Washington was uh, probably the big back of that year. Willie Green, man, wow, he was a first round pick. Uh, if you remember him, there was a tight end that I'm looking at here. Um, he was actually my teacher in high school, and he was a tight end at uh, at BC. His name was Brian Arndt. Um, he was my teacher, dude, in high school. He was Look. huge. Yeah, he uh, he was so obviously he was playing at BC and then uh, he's like, yeah, I'm trying to become a teacher. So he did, uh, you know how they do like six months in school, six months, like whatever. Yeah, yeah. He, he was my history teacher uh, in high school. And I'm looking at that year. He had 27 catches for 340 yards and a touchdown against uh, Notre Dame. And I remember yeah. like when he scored that touchdown, I was like, oh, should I know that guy? You know what I mean? Uh, but it's, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking back on it because I graduated high school in 2000. So um but yeah, I'm just looking back on that team and like, damn, they were a good little, good yeah. little football squad. And Danya Abrams, dude, like yeah. he was a hell of a like basketball player. I know he played overseas. Um, I actually talked to him um, like years ago when BC made the tournament, um, like back in their heyday, you know, the Jared Dudley days. Um, and I, I used to do radio with Brian Ross. If you remember him, he played, yeah. uh, he was just like a sharpshooter uh, who played on the, on those teams. But, yeah, man, BC, dude, they had a great run here. And, and that's what's sad about this town is you think about all the college teams, right? The Northeasterns, yeah. the, the hockey, BU, Northeastern, Harvard, um, you know, you name them all. But, like, it's just not a big draw here. It's just it's just not. And BC is now, you know, goes from the Big East to the ACC. I thought that hurt them. People, oh, thought that, people think that that might have been better for them. Yeah, maybe it was financially and with contracts and things of that degree in television, but – that hurt them. They can't get the recruits. And the biggest thing now is, Mike, they can't get hometown talent to stay. And if they do, they go right from high school right to BC, and they can't hack it. I mean, I'll just give you a name. Chris Heron, uh, oh, yeah. who, played, who played at BC, his kid, star in high school, went straight to BC. Didn't do the, you know, I don't think, I don't, I don't know if he went to junior prep. But there are these kids that have to go right to there while other kids are doing a year of prep in Tilton, New Hampshire, or something like that. And then going to Kentucky or going to these other big schools. That's the problem here in Boston is they can't keep their local talent. Yeah, I remember when I was in school there, I think his name was Jonathan Pina or Pena. Oh, yeah, the two yeah. recruits yep. who got into BC. Jim O'Brien was the coach and mm -hmm. like he had Scooney Penn and these two guys were coming in. And this was supposed to be like one of the best recruiting classes in all of uh, college basketball, which was kind of unheard of at, at that time for BC. And then the the uh i guess uh, the president father Leahy was like nope these guys aren't gonna hack it 
and yeah. rescinded their rescinded their scholarship and their admission. And that's when Jim O'Brien went to Ohio State. And you could say that might be the the beginning of the downturn of the Boston College basketball program at that point. But yeah, mm. I thought I thought going to the ACC at the time was a good move for the football team. I you know I, I I'm a Big East guy from uh, from Paul and Villanova growing up, and uh, just what a great basketball conference that was. And so I was, I was lamenting the fact that oh, there will be more Big East uh, matchups, but never really occurred to me that BC can compete against your Virginia Techs, your Syracuses, your West Virginias, those yeah. Big East teams when it came to recruiting. But when you put them in the ACC with Miami, Florida <laughs> State, Clemson, yeah. uh, even, even Georgia Tech, Duke, UNC, wait, wait, you don't wait, have a chance. You don't have a chance. Yep, you don't. And uh, and it's it's hurt them. It's hurt them tremendously. Um, so you got a job. Wow, it's interesting. So you got a job from BC in hockey. Um, you said you were with Philadelphia and then you were with the devils for a bit. Is that where you went after that? So what happened? (laughs) This is crazy. So the fly, the Titans were a flyers affiliate and the New Jersey devils were snatching up affiliates in the AHL and ECHL at the time. So New Jersey devils, remember they had the Lowell devils. They bought, basically bought the lock monsters changed them to Lowell Devils and they're playing up with the Sangas. And then they bought the Trenton Titans and turned them into the Trenton Devils. Uh, you know, tough, tough name change because you're basically putting a New Jersey Devils team in what is the heart of uh, basically Philadelphia fandom. It's on the New Jersey side, but it's basically Philly and they did not take kindly to that name. Interesting. Change. I didn't know yeah. about that. Yeah. And that's when the Devils were trying very, uh, you know, making big moves to try and like brand themselves as New Jersey's team. So, all right, New Jersey will be in the North Trenton devils will be in the South and we're going to control hockey in, in the state and Southern Jersey, like Southern Jersey was like, nah, was this one, was this one like the nets were big with Jason Kidd and uh, like during that era, like what were the devil were the devils like consistently really good every, because they were a really dominant team. What in the, yeah. So this was, this was 2000. They walk up to, you know, yeah, this was 2000, so late, the late aughts, late 2000, so like 2006 to 2010. So, yeah, I think that was uh, Jason Kidd time, uh, you know, New Jersey Nets time. Um, but it just it just never worked out. And that's when, like, Lou Lamorella, just, like, just uh, built the Prue uh, Prudential Center down there and was just trying to just, you know, make New Jersey devil's country. And you know, I'm not even sure if Devil's Country is actually Lou? Devil's Country. Yeah, Uncle Lou, so do you ever you have any loose stories? I don't have any loose. Well, there are a lot of loose stories, but just to say that there <laughs> there is a, a Lamorella way uh, <laughs> to do things, and if you do them, you do them the the way you're supposed to do things. You know, you you will last long and and thrive in the organization. But if you um, you know, if you find yourself maybe questioning some of the methodology too much or, you know, straying from that path, you might be, you might be on the other side of that coin. Interesting. Yeah. So the Lowell, the Lowell Devils, here's what I remember. Uh, a, a friend of ours, Ryan Johnston. Yep. Uh, was, uh, the play-by-play guy. So like what happened? He was the play-by-play guy and then ownership changed and then you became the play-by-play guy. This is, this is a, a, <laughs> a great story, but easily one of the most horrible times of my career. So I, uh, I came up to Lowell as the PR guy. So I was doing the radio down in Trenton. Um, the PR guy and Lowell left and they basically wanted to call me up like a player, like, Hey, listen, our PR guy left. You want to come up to come up to the AHL? I'm like, all right. 
do I want to leave the play-by-play? Do I want to leave the radio? But it's, you know, it's a chance in the American Hockey League, a step up. It's getting back to Boston, uh, you know, a, a, a city that I loved. I was like, all right, let's do it. So my first year there, I was like just PR guy. RJ was the radio guy, and that was fine. But I started to get the itch a little bit to get back on air. So I asked RJ, like, listen for home games. Do you want a color guy? Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to take your job. Um, you know, I thought if I was going to go anywhere for play by play, it would be elsewhere, but get some reps, you know, scratch the itch a little bit. And, you know, two man booth, I figured would be better than one man booth. Not that RJ needed me. He's fantastic at play by play. Um, so that went for a year that worked out. Um, and I got to that, the off season of that second year. And there was a disagreement, uh, and disagreement, but just, uh, I think our organization, specifically management wanted to go with a different radio station. And unlike a lot of teams where the radio guy works for the team, RJ worked for WCAP in Lowell. So they weren't going to go to another radio station and, uh, and bring the guy and and keep RJ. So Mm. so we went to a different, (laughs) (laughs) see that sucks, right? Because it's like, it's like um, here, it happened here actually uh, with old basketball. Grandy and Max work for the Celtics. Well, yep. they were on one station. The Celtics went to 95 The Sports Hub. So they left that station and they came over to 95 The Sports Hub. <laughs> but it's, well, like, it's like because they were, but here, be, but you're right. When the rights are with the station, it's kind of like the station chooses who they want to be that guy. And that sucks. And not yeah. to mention the Devils in general went through how much turnover. And you're the guy in the middle of it all. Right. So <laughs> I'm the guy in the middle. So we go with um they just did a great article. Was it uh 1450 uh the zone? Oh 1510 the zone, yeah. So that's where we went with and one of like first years. Oh no um, shit. Uh, I worked, uh, yeah. I, I, yes, I was probably one, a board op back then. Holy so, crap. Lowell yeah, so Devils that, hockey. Lowell Devils hockey was on and for, you were the play-by-play guy? And I was the play-by-play oh guy. Oh my god, I might have ran the board for you. I don't even I don't remember this. Like <laughs> I mean, all seven or eight listeners, I'm sure, you know. It hey, wasn't... hey, that was a 50,000 watt power. That, that was the thing. We were like, we're all this humongous <laughs> station, but unfortunately, you, you can't really get it in Boston. Yeah, you can or only get it on the water. Uh, and, <laughs> and don't worry, I worked there. I worked there. So I'd be like, hey, where are you from? I'm down the Cape. Oh, dude, 1510. You got to try it. But it's like anywhere, like in the city, not near the ocean. It was like, forget it. Huh. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. Dude, I don't understand. It's a fifty thousand watt station. I was there, so I know all about it. I know all about it. I used to show people like, "Hey, let's hear you see your range." the The damn tower is in the middle of the ocean, so the boats get the same. You can listen to fifteen ten <laughs> all day on your boat, but like in Boston, where you're trying to get money and advertisers, the shit was like <laughs> scar. So you know? like you could probably get it down in Connecticut, but you couldn't get anywhere like if you're a Little Devils yeah, fan. Dude, you know, I, all all thirty two of them. But here, I, here's the, okay. sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say one time I was in the mountains and I got fifteen ten. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell's going on here? Here's the worst part of the story, uh, from from my vantage point, is that my boss told me about the change. He asked me, he's like, we want you to be a play by play guy. I'm like, great. He's like, go tell RJ. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like you 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 cannot make me do I'm like I'm the guy you cannot make me fire the guy that I'm replacing like you can't make me do that he's like I, I had him on uh we 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 discussed a little bit of this yeah um when we had it on 
But like, so you had to have the conversation. This is I great. had the conversation. Be like, listen, we're going with the change. I, you know, this it's this guy's call, and he's like, well, what are you going to do with the radio? It's like me. <laughs> so like, for all the times I told him, like, listen, I don't want your job. I'm not trying to take your yeah. job. Yeah, I'm I'm taking your job. And, and you and guys, that, that was. You guys crossed paths though throughout hockey, right? Yeah. Obviously, at the sports hub, it happened. Yeah, uh, that was like the, fir- the first time. I, the first time I was on his show with uh, him and Flynn, uh, he was kind of like, "So, Michael Bryan's here with us today. You may have heard him before." Hey, Flynn, you know, uh, Obi fired me. <laughs> that, was like the fir- that was the first thing he mentioned. I'm like, "All right, we're gonna get into this." That's so, so yeah. fun. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, and it's, obviously. It's, you know, Ryan's does fantastic. He does a fantastic job. Oh, he's and, unbelievable. You know, he's he had a shot in the big leagues, and there was, you know, he's, he'll find a gig. He'll, he'll, it will work out for him someday. You're continuing to do your thing. And uh, it's just weird, dude. Like, uh, like in this business, right? Yeah. We're not, we're not in competition with each other, but, but in a way, it's like you cross paths with people, and it's just, it's, it's just how it is, man. But like, you know, I, I worked in like programming once. I was a sales, you know, sales guy and had to like, you know, move around programming. And you know, I had to tell a kid one day, "Hey, we're moving you from two to four to four to six. You know, you're gonna go from yeah. two to four to four to six. Uh, you know, drive time. Like, yeah, that's huge. I, th- I thought it would be like a hair. It's a a bump. You get you're going four to six. And the dude like f- like hated it and ripped the staff. And like, I was a part of that. And it's like. Dude, like we, we didn't all we changed was your time slot. Like, yeah, in theory, a better time slot too. Yeah, right? and, and it, it didn't go over well, and like you know, it, it burned a relationship. And you know, dude, it wasn't my idea. Like, you know, I was just the guy who had to tell you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I've just it, been trying to like pay. I've just been trying to like pay penance ever since to RJ. Yeah, but but dude, that's how it happens, man. Yeah. It, it sucks in this business, but um you know radio nowadays is like hey what what job do you need me to do today you want me to you know go call cornhole i'll do cornhole man <laughs> you know you need I, was, to do yeah, I was just reading a, i was reading a, an article about the guy who's like the official voice of cornhole and he got the job because a guy who was the official voice of cornhole before that left to do ultimate frisbee like that's the, that's the world we're living in right now um, so you went there and then Devils, somehow you ended up in Pittsburgh again or with the minor league affiliate? So, so what happened was, uh, this is another long story, but I'll just cut it short. Basically, Albany, Lowell, the Devils moved to Albany for a variety of factors. I ended up not going. Um, and this is funny how like the broadcast world works out. Works out. So I was ready to go to Albany uh, at the last moment. Um, it didn't work out. So like I'd already given up uh, my place in Somerville. Um, you know, they had someone ready to move in. Like, so I was kind of up Shit's Creek a little bit. I went back home, went back to Philly, like did that stereotypical, like, all right, move back in with the family and try and figure next, next things out or next steps out. And, uh, I interviewed for, um, an opening with the Hershey bears as their play by play guy. Pretty like in terms of AHL teams, like that's a pretty good gig. Like one of the most successful and oldest franchises in the AHL. I didn't get it. Uh, I didn't get it. But the guy who did get it was a buddy of mine I knew. And he's like, hey. And he was the color guy in Wilkes-Barre Scranton doing the PR. He's like, hey, I know you didn't get the job, but would you want my old gig? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't want to go back to color. I don't want to go back to PR. And um, and and just the whole devil thing, it kind of left a, a sour taste in my mouth at the time. What so team was that? Like, 
this was the Wilkesbury Scranton Penguins, but the devil, uh-huh. like with ev- how everything was went down with the devils. Like I was kind of, uh, uh, I, I'm not even sure if I want to get back in the AHL. Like I was just, I was all out of sorts. So he's like, we just talked to, we just talked to the guy here at the penguins and see what you think. And I talked to him and just everything I heard about the organization and the, the entire conversation went great and I ended up going there. And so started out as the, color guy and, and PR guy and the play-by-play guy left to go um, for an NHL job with the Phil, uh, Florida Panthers as like a team services guy. So got out of, got out of uh, broadcasting and just went to the NHL and, and uh, you know, another situation where it's like right place, right time. And I did a uh, play-by-play there for five years before coming up to, uh, there it is. There's the logo. logo huh? Look at that logo. Yeah. You just pull that thing right up. Yeah, he's he's a little that's, top heavy. He's like the Kool Aid man. He's a little top heavy there. A lot, a of, sick, lot, of, lot of upper body, not a lot of leg days. That's a sick logo. It's a great you logo. A little trademark in there. Wow. <laughs> that, huh? So wow. that's so five years, and then uh, up here to Boston two years ago to uh, follow a lady. That's what happens about a girl, right? Yeah, all, uh, had to go good, see about a girl. Good Goodwill Hunting. You know it's. Uh, <laughs> um, Dude, there's going to be plenty of work, um, dude. uh, Like, I'm out of work right now, but I I work in sales. I'm I'm trying to get full-time in radio. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But, like, there are jobs out there. It's just you got to grind, man. You know how it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got something. You got to be available. And, you know, it's it's easy to say, oh, yeah, we'll we'll work out. But it's like, dude, like, I'm working 12 days in a row, and then I'm off for 30 or 40. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, we got to it's how it is in this business. If you want to do it, you got you got to hustle. You know? that, especially right now, like that was like, like you said, I do, I do a lot of play by play, especially at the colleges around here. And like my January, February, and March were just unbelievably busy. You know, coming off, uh, I think it was something like fourteen straight days of play by play until coronavirus, and it was just like just yeah, shut and, down. And really, it's affected every. Like it's it's so weird. Like everybody I know. Uh, we're all in this business together. We're all in this together. Um, but like, dude, we're, everyone's taking hits. It's just, it's, it's unfortunate what's happening in the world. But at the same time, I guess I never realized like the impact it would have on sports. Right. Um, and I find myself now, like no sports are on at night and I'm like, fine. Like, I don't really like, uh, in a way I miss it. Like I want the right. sports to come back. I want to be able to talk about, you know, the, the NHL and NBA and all this stuff, but it's, I don't know. I kind of like watching a bad movie and going to bed or like, you know, not worrying about my sports team. Like my anxiety is, my anxiety is up for different reasons. Not because of like, not because of like, <laughs> sport, not because of sports. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm completely okay. I'm completely okay with honestly having a break from sports, to be honest. Like it's so much of our lives, 365 days out of the year. Like, all right, take a little, take a little breather here whether it's you know it's mandatory or not or whether it's by your choice or not like i'm okay with and you're a new on bad fairly, tv binging like you're fairly whole, newlywed, right what's that you're fairly newlywed right oh yeah last no so yeah uh last november so yeah, yeah. first year yeah. marriage yeah. and l- listen i was joking with uh, elizabeth if we can make it through our first year marriage during quarantine times like we'll be fine we'll be fine from here on you out can't, you'll learn quick <laughs> you know it's like yeah yeah oh shit you know, it's, been, it, yeah. dude, it's been like 10 weeks man it's been i know 10 weeks and i don't have a man cave like the best i can do is like this is the office like sequester myself in here like she's out in the, the living room or you know we shut her or shut ourselves in the bedroom when i like there's there's three rooms here so like the mo the furthest we can get from each other is like essentially 
like 20 yards. Yeah. Uh, short story. So what, you just applied to the sports hub one day, they contacted you and uh, so that um, Mike Thomas, again, yeah. who, you know, and, and it's such a small world. He was the public address announcer for the little devils. Oh, when years, I was there. Years ago, that's right. It's a program, you know, former program director of the sports hub. So when he, so I just always kind of kept in touch with them and then here and there. And then when I got back, I was like, listen, I'm in town, you know, if do you need anything. And he, uh, he was awesome. He's like, yeah, come on, well, you know, come on board. Um, and, you know, talk to Rick Radzik and it turned out to be a match. And there you go. Well, that's, you know, that's one good thing about the sports hub is like, you know, you're the new guy. Nobody knows you, but like, you know, if people like you, they'll, they'll bring you in, you know, or, Hey, let's yeah. get to know you or do things like that. And it's good to kind of just read updates, get your feet wet again. Like you don't really know the city. Like you don't. So it's kind of like, yeah, you've been here, but like the play and the hits are, Hey, the Red Sox and here's the lineup and all oh, any Patriots news and anything going on with the Celtics yeah. are, you know, stick to what's big at the station, then kind of move on. But like here it's dominant Patriots 24 uh, seven. We were actually, we're talking about this today. In 2000, dude, the Red Sox were the biggest thing. The, oh, for sure. The, you know, Pedro Martinez is, you know, often MVP season. The All-Star. Red Sox, Yankees. Like, that entire late 90s, early 2000s was Red Sox, Yankees. That's it. 20 years ago, dude. It was huge. It was it was so big. The Celtics sucked. You know, they they, they went on a little bit of a run, like that 0-2 run, and then they right. blew it all up, you know. The Antoine Walker, Paul, Paul Pierce days. You know, that, that was good stuff. But, again, they blew it all up. So we really didn't have a team, and then in all one, obviously the Patriots took over, and and that was it. It, yeah. it. it turned it it turned into something here, but it's funny now how like the Patriots still dominate. You know, like I, I today I'm doing headlines. Yeah, there's this baseball thing happening, and I'm like, oh well, uh, Rob Gronkowski is no longer the uh, WWE champ, you know, twenty four seven champion because there's nothing else. You know, do yeah. you want to hear about Notre Dame and? Uh, you know, army not playing or navy not playing in Ireland, like what? Like, there's just nothing <laughs> else to talk about. So you lean on Patriots so much here, and you know, you could be like, oh, hey, uh, you know, the BU played last night, BC. It's like, nope, nothing. Or you know, unless there's like the Bean Pod or or, or something like that. It's just, it's just. Do you think dominating pro sport? Like, let's let's say they go, they go a couple years without a Super Bowl. Do you think like another team kind of? even comes close to yeah. kind of taking the top spot. It has to be the Celtics at some point, right? Yeah. Uh, they just invest so much. They got to put so much money into Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum that, you know, they got this new facility here. The Bruins are going to try to continue to still be good. I think the Patriots will still be good. I, I do. Yeah, um, but just in terms of, like, sucking up all the oxygen. Does, like, another team ever come close? Like, if well, the Patriots just slide a little bit in I'm terms of... Who, who do you think's the next... Like Tom Brady, right? Polarizing figure. We had David Ortiz and Paul Pierce. So Pierce goes, Ortiz is gone. Now Brady's gone. Char is going to retire in the next couple of years. Bergeron's probably going to be, you know, because Bergeron's just not on that level. He's Hall of Fame talent. Doesn't really speak up though, you know. And that's right. not a fault against him or anything. He's he is what he like. He's that's what makes him great. But who's the next riser? Who is? Who's the next guy? And like, we can't really tell with baseball because they traded Mookie Betts. So right. Devers isn't going to ring the, you know, they're, they're, we don't know. Like, there's just not, not that guy. Um, you know, in football, like, who is it? You know, it's, is it Stidham? Like, it's just, I mean, that's for, the Italian, for the Celtics, you got, I mean, you got Tatum, you got Tatum and Brown. I mean, Tatum is probably your next guy. He's probably, you're probably right. You can make, actually, you can make a, you can make a case for Pasternak. 
if he continues, he can I mean, he took, he took that next step. He already made a leap, but he took that next step uh, this year. And if he continues to keep that level, he's probably your next guy. Great point with Parsonak because he's funny, right? He does these Dunkin' Donuts commercials. He can, he can talk a little bit. He's done bits like with Tucker and Rich. Yeah, he's funny. Like, can they sell him? That's the thing. Like Lucic was was a good player here, very good right. player. Sometimes underwhelming, but spoke up. Was tough. Good looking, could get into the media, and, and it worked here. Like Sean Thornton again was a fourth liner here, but everyone loved him. Sure, it, it worked out. Um, you know, it's it's just like Marshand. Could it be him? Could he be? You're right. He's too, Pasternak, he's too, he's too old at this point. Like, in terms like the, right, Pasternak, Pasternak, and Tatum are these guys that are going to go next level. But are they marketable? I think championships. I think Jalen Brown wants to be. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to bring up what's happening in the world, but that that's you stepped up. Yeah, you know, he's I mean? out there. Mar- Marcus Smart's out there, like Enos Cantor, and, and I know he's not a star player, but like these guys have been out there. It's just can they be marketable? Because wh- when you talk about suck all the oxygen out, that's what Tom Brady does. Yeah. That's what he did for twenty years here. So maybe it's Bill Belichick still. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, can Brad Stevens do it? Like. You know, not, I, I, not not in the way that Bill can. Yeah, and it's just it, it's interesting that we're talking about that because, uh, like, I don't know. We're talking about sports, and do we need it, and do we want? Well, yeah, we want it, but like, do we need it? At the same time, is there someone that I you're going to stop what you're doing to watch? I'm I'm so excited. Like, I hope I, I don't want to say I hope this because I know people that work for the Red Sox and work in baseball. But if if baseball can't get its shit together. I cannot wait for hockey to be kind of the only sport going on and going like right in the playoffs. Like, and people are going to be so starved for sports that they're just going to be like, this is, this is going to be awesome. And I bet you what will happen, I think is that the NBA will try to do double headers. This is our night where the NHL might do the same thing too. They switch off on nights. It's like a ratings battle. Like, Hey, or, or maybe they both play on the same nights and it's a ratings, but Hey, what'd you watch last night? You know, um, that could be really good. You know, who I think it's really missing out on this and I know it's kind of low key, but like MLS, this could be their, their chance, you know, like everyone wants to start July 31st. Yeah. But like, if they could like get it together, like they could be like the featured, Hey, there's nothing to watch. Let's watch MLS. There's not enough eyes on MLS right now. Right. They missed the boat on it because I'd probably watch, you know, I bet on everything. So like, but I would, well, I probably would watch. Premier, what, uh, Serie A is coming back um, yeah, like, over in Italy. Uh, Premier, Premier League's coming back too, right? Is that yeah. so? If those if those soccer leagues are coming back, and I know you know it's across the ocean and, and different countries, but MLS, like if you can be right there with these other soccer leagues that are coming back in, in June and July, man, now's your time. I mean, you've been the I can't even call you a fifth sport. You've probably been the yeah. sixth, the yeah, sixth or seventh sport. In, in the United States, now is your now is your chance, man. I I that, that was I think they missed the boat on that, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll find out. But you mentioned baseball, though, like fifty game season. I'd like to see it just to see the shit show that it is, but also go after all these purists, right? Oh, we can't do this to our game. Let us if someone hit four twenty. Let's just what yeah. if someone hit four twenty? What whatever lessons, the, whatever lessons the game total, I'm a, I'm a fan of. 162 of anything is too much. What is if someone hit 50 home runs in 50 games? Oh, awesome. <laughs> right? I mean, like, <laughs> awesome. 
But imagine the purists, right? Oh, we got to put an asterisk. You know what I mean? But I do. I do think this though, man. I'm I'm serious. There's there's usually a forty round draft. There's five this year. Yeah, they they just pretty much fired all the minor leaguers. Yeah, all. Um, I don't know how you. I don't know how you do a hundred. Was what was the last uh, hundred and fourteen oh, games schedule? Yeah. How do you do, have, how do you do that without a farm system? Right, and they they could they'd have their forty man, I guess you know their forty man roster, yeah. but uh, but the other thing too is like these guys who normally would take what a uh, fifteen day or whatever, a ten day or whatever, they might not do it because there's only fifty games, you know, like maybe like oh if I get a certain amount of starts, you know if my my contract says if I get seven starts or ten starts, they're gonna force it. It's gonna hurt them. It's gonna it's gonna whatever they do this year is setting the game back. It, yeah. It, it will set the game back. And I just look just while we're on it, Mookie Betts didn't take a three hundred million dollar deal with the Red Sox, moved on. He gets his service time this year. He's not gonna get the money next year. It's unfortunate for him. I really do feel that way. I don't feel bad for athletes, okay, because they make a yeah. lot of money. I just wonder if that game will ever pay out that kind of money again. Baseball? Well, I think the salaries for baseball are too high. I, I don't like. I don't like that it doesn't have a true salary cap. I don't like that the salaries aren't um, kind of uh, tied into revenues for for the teams in the league. I think the NBA and the NHL uh, does it right. I just think. Uh, um, I th- I think the way the salaries work in baseball and just kind of the entire economic structure uh, lends to situations where they're just unwilling to move on anything. Um, and the game has gotten worse. Has gotten worse because of it, in terms of length, in terms of the slow play, in terms of just like a lack of any willingness to incorporate uh, innovation. Like that's the thing I'm most disappointed about was a, ch- a chance to maybe incorporate some of the the innovations are working in the minor leagues, or just a chance to do anything. But that's another season that's going to be washed away with well, we can't change anything now because we're already changing so much. They're losing me, and you know, one thing was was just going to the park. That was a an adventure back in the day. Hey, you know, whether where whatever park it was, right? Baseball was something that you did, and and now it's like we don't care if it comes back or not. And yeah, I still think it's a great game. I do. The timing is still an issue. Um, oh, I can't. I mean, but, that's a, that's a thing. Like, it's too slow to watch on TV for three or four hours or whatever it is, and it's it's too slow to go to. To to sit there for like, three or four hours. I was say that. Imagine like your kids, right? And God bless our parents. They drop us off down at the park. We'd be there for what four hours of the day and hang out with our friends after and shit. Now it's like you don't even know how long the games are going to be. You could yeah. drop them off and three hours later, they're still in the fourth inning. <laughs> like, so, like, do you want to even dedicate that time? I, I don't know if you can. That's why I think soccer is becoming big because you know it's like ninety minutes to two hours. Yeah. Um, and and just I'm just me. I mean that as like serious, like. You know, you, you know your kid's going to play two halves of basketball, and that's it. You know you know that you're going to play this for 90 minutes. Baseball, you don't know how long that shit's going to go. And especially when, like, you're a kid. Ugh, it's all. You, you could be there all day, and then, you know, do you even want to do travel? Do you want to play in this? Dude, I used to play summer baseball. What the hell was I doing? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what, what was I doing? I should have been down the Cape. Instead, I'm trying to hit home runs like Mo Vaughn. Um, all right. A couple more things here, Mike. I want to throw right. in here. Uh NBA, whatever. All right, yeah. It's going to start up on July 31st. I'm interested in that. Uh, the NFL season is going to look different. I'm a Patriots fan. I'm, um, I know you're an Eagles fan. What did you think of them drafting Jalen Hurts? Um, I I really went back back and forth on this. Um, 
because the it goes it has less to do with Jalen Hurts as much as more that the Eagles put themselves in a position where they needed the, they had to draft for need. They needed help in the secondary. They needed help in uh, especially wide, wide receiver, yeah. especially wide receiver. Um, and whether you like the uh, Jalen Rager uh, pick or not, you know there were some uh, there were some wide receivers or uh, perhaps better talent available in the second round. Um, so when you put that backdrop, when it's not in a vacuum, it, it's tough to like the Jalen Hurts pick. But if you take that away, I think he's a good player, and I think he's a good. Uh, he's good backup for Carson Wentz. He's you know, he's not your Nate Sudfield or, or Chase Daniels, and obviously you're not going to have Nick Foles anymore. But you know Carson uh, Wentz has shown a, an a, an inability to stay on the field, and maybe Jalen Hurts can win you some games. And if he can add a little something dynamic to the offense, frankly, for an offense that has been less than dynamic since uh, winning the Super Bowl um, uh, back to, what three years, two years ago at this point, you know, you know why not? Um, so that, that's, that's kind of my rambling point on that the, one. The rent, the, the Wentz thing for me, like you can't get to a playoff game, get hurt. And then you're stuck with Josh McCown. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't, yeah. you, you can't be in that situation. And also like now you have to protect Wentz. You do, you have to protect him. They don't have their left tackle this year, right? Peters. He's not, he's not yeah, playing. They got, the, they got the, the first round draft pick from last year, last year, Andrew, uh, Andre Dillard. Yep. So, you know, Maybe in short yardage situations around the, the the red zone, maybe you do play Hurts, right? I mean, he's he excelled in it in college. Um, dude, I was gonna tell you this right now about him. Kyler Murray is probably the fastest quarterback I've ever seen. Michael Vick's up there, I know that. Yeah, I've never seen anyone get to the outside like Kyler Murray, but Jalen Hurts can do it. Yeah, he, he's got he's got some legs. And not to mention, dude, he has so much experience. And, and I know it's the SEC, and like it's not the NFL, but I don't know. I think I think he can. I think he can do a lot. He can do some things, and I like I like his personality. I mean, to get to, to get replaced by Tua the way he did, and still kind of and and still do all the right things, and and you yeah, know he, he had Oklahoma. He made he was. I had Oklahoma in the playoff, dude. Like yeah. he he had them there, and you know they got beat by Baylor. They come back and beat him again, and like that was that was a huge win for Oklahoma last year. So yeah, I, I look at them and like Dallas is still my favorite in that division. You know, I think Dallas will be a better team with McCarthy. I just, I, they have to be a better team with McCarthy. And I think, well, Dak, I, think I think Dak needs that money, and he's gonna have to play well. Yeah, and um, oh, what was the guy? I th- going back to Jalen Hurts' pick. Jalen, the Jalen Hurts' pick is fine. Uh, the problem is that Eagles fans had such problems with, uh, I guess, mismanagement before and kind of during the draft. The fact that they weren't able to go up and maybe hop over Dallas to get uh, CD Lamb. Um, at pick what was at sixteen, and then you watch go to your division yeah, rival. Lamb's gonna play the slot and be explosive. Yeah, like so, like everything after that. Just uh, I'll tell you though, <laughs> Rager, Rager can do it all. Yeah, uh, I I thought he was drafted a little high, but hey, Peter probably like probably, he probably likes him. Um, and at TCU, these guys really do play well. Like they come from, you know, the couple of years ago, the Patriots drafted a kid, Josh Boyce. It just didn't work out here, but he was a talented kid, Rager blows him out of the water and i think yeah. uh and i, I think, think he's more of a, i think he's more of an outside receiver which the eagles needed as opposed to they have a lot of like slot receivers a lot of possession receivers they need someone who can you know get outside and show some speed and show some uh and, and show some uh dynamics all right i got a question so the jordan documentary Good. happened and everybody just like went nuts about it 
now we're gonna get another Brady documentary. Like we really need that thing, right? <laughs> and you know, there was a Tiger one. I and I see this come out yesterday. Rocky documentary narrated by Sylvester Stallone at the debut next month. I'm in. I am like hard in, like hard, hard, hard in on this. Yeah. But like you're a kid from like does this give you goosebumps? So here's the thing. This this is a little bit of a, a kind of a, a, a not soft spot, but like a little bit of a uh, something you like jab into for Phillies fans because like for the longest time, our best athlete was a fictional character, Rocky, uh, and it's subject of a big uh, Bill Burr rant um back in the day so yeah our, our number one athlete the most successful athlete at one point in, in philly was someone who didn't exist rocky balboa that being said love the movie love the entire franchise and who doesn't want to see a behind the scenes doc on something like this like if you give me behind the scenes on the natural yeah if you give me you know behind the scenes or like a documentary on slap shot but like take that but multiply it by however many Rocky movies there are and tell me Paul Newman's doing it or Robert Redford's doing it. Sylvester Sloan's going to narrate this. So even though like as a Philly guy, I'm like, Rock, you know, Rocky's not our best athlete. He's not even real. I'm like, I'm on board. I cannot not be on board for this documentary. Well, well who is the best athlete in Philadelphia? Oh, Rocky. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, all time in Philadelphia? Uh, I guess you have to say probably Will Chamberlain when he was there. Yeah. What about uh, like current? current? Maybe not right now, like because like Bryce Harper obviously is going to get paid forever to be there. Yeah, Bryce oh, Harper. I mean, Steve Carlton. Um, um, that's these are all too old. Who right is now, your Who is your favorite? Oh, I was I was Ron Hextall guy growing up. Like I was yeah. I was playing street hockey in net. Like I wanted to be Ron Hextall. Um, yeah. and, but but uh, growing up basketball wise, like Barkley and Iverson were my guys. Probably more, probably more Iverson than Barkley. Uh, Alan, Alan Iverson was my heyday, big time, man. Yeah, um, yeah, and I, I think about Philly. Uh, like I remember Clarence Weatherspoon. Oh, I remember him. Yeah, and Clarence Barros was from. I mentioned Zavarian High School. He went to Zavarian. Uh, was a all star for um, Philadelphia 76ers. Dana Barros, yeah, yeah. three point shooter, played for yeah. the Celtics as well. His cut, co- his cousin Kunta Barros was my freshman roommate in college. Get out of here. Yep. Oh, from BC. That's that's At crazy. BC, yep. Yep. So he was, uh, he was my, fr- like, could not have been, like more opposite guy, opposite guys coming in, but we, uh, he was a good dude. We got along. Was he a Hooper too? Uh, I never said, no, not like Dana was. I never saw him play. Maybe he was. I never saw him play. He never was like, Hey, let's go shoot some hoops. Uh, I always loved that old Phillies team, you know, with Schilling, Mitch Williams, Lenny Dykstra, Collins, Incavelia, Dalton. Cook. Yeah, I love John Crock. That was kind of uh, <laughs> yeah, that. That was that was a unique team. That was lightning in a bottle that year. But that's all that people talk about, right? Yeah, I, we we talked we talked yeah. about this. How like Toronto won back to back World Series and no one cares about them. Yep, like those Philly teams with Barkley were great. They were good. Yeah, um, the Philly Never teams with playing Bird those years were good. Um. But people, even Philly now, man. Like even if the Celtics get into this thing, like Embiid, I mean, I hope he's not hasn't been sitting around eating chips, you know, chips. And I hope he's. Yeah, I hope. I hope. Uh, what's his face there? The point guard Simmons is actually shooting threes. Yeah. We'll if I was Simmons, I would just shoot threes for like ten weeks straight. 
He did, but then he gets in a game and then he won't do it. That's the thing. But the good thing is Embiid and Simmons were both injured when the season uh, when the season yeah. uh, was cut. So they can still go in and train and get treatment at the facility. So hopefully the coaches and the trainers have been like, eat less, run, work out, and also shoot threes. Hey Mike, what's your favorite baseball movie? Natural. Quick. Uh, football movie, huh? Football movie? Oh, man. I... Uh... I thought about this a little bit and I mean, Philly guy. Uh, oh God. Why can't I, uh, uh, invincible. Was that the Vince Papala oh, movie? Oh, that's, yeah, that's a Philly. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a pretty good one. Hey, real quick about the natural water there. boy. Oh, water, water boy is great. <laughs> What's well, yours? Uh, my favorite baseball movie is eight men out. Um, it's, it's just about the 1919 black Sox. I don't know what it is about that movie. I, I just, I loved it. Um, you know, obviously Bucky Weaver, the whole story with early John Cusack, Charlie yeah, Sheen, exactly. Shoeless Joe Jackson, like that was, that was, in like, dude, there's tons of movies. Like, I, I like Field of Dreams, but I hate things about it. You know, I hate that Shoeless Joe bats right-handed. Um, you know that 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 drives me nuts. What I like about the Natural though is, how does this do? And it's, I still, I, that's what when I watch it, I still like think about it. He he was this pitcher who struck out a big guy at a carnival. Got shot. Where was he? Where did he go for all those years? And then he you just comes. Re- you have back. to read the book. Oh, is that is that what happened? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't read the book, but that's uh, I have no idea. But it makes you think about it. And then, like both women sh- pull guns out on him. Like, like he was really that bad. Where they they had to kill anyways. So you got your football movie. What about mob movies? You into mob movies? I'm more into heist movies. I thought about the mob movie as well. Like I've I've seen Godfather, but uh, once and like back in the day, like Godfather the two as well. Um, you know, not like big Donnie Brasco guy. Uh, I'm I'm like heist movie. That's kind of that's kind of my thing. So like, the town, Ocean's okay, yeah. Eleven, the Ocean's Eleven. Like those those are the movies. I'm like if I see them on, all right, I'm not going anywhere for a little bit. Okay, uh, yours. I mean, is it uh, Goodfellas? Yeah, I love Goodfellas. Um, I Godfather Two is obviously easy to to throw up there. Uh, someone just wanted to send this in here. Ben Simmons got a three point shot to be the best point guard in the league. Alex, you're not wrong. That. He would uh, like how? Sorry, I'm going <laughs> to go off ten. How dominant would he be? Because he already can do so many things well without an outside shot. How dominant would he be if he actually shot from the outside and made a few? My only thing is this, like. Jason, I am bringing up Jason Kidd again, but like, you know, Jason Kidd didn't have a three point shot, and then when he went back to the to the uh, Dallas, he won because he could shoot the three. Like that year, they beat who Miami, right? Was yeah. that was, yeah, yeah? Obviously, Dirk Nowitzki had a, had a little something to do with that. But there are point Rajon Rondo, like there are point guards that struggle to shoot, and later on in the career develop a shot. Mark Jackson was another one. Um, I think it can happen. He's still young. He's so young. Yeah. And I don't know. I've, I've watched 20, him in so many games. And people say he sucks. I'm like, dude, I mean, I don't know. Who would I rather have Jalen Brown or Simmons? It's like everyone will say Brown, but it's like I kind of like that big guy with the ball. Yeah. And he can he can do things that I think Brown just can't do, just in terms of his vision, Brown's, his passing, I, and his and his and his ability to finish around the rim, too. Brown's a good defender and he does nice things. I'm, I'm just yeah, I mean Bell, uh, Simmons is a great all ball defender. Yeah. yeah, I'm just talking talent. Like who has it? It's probably 
it's probably Simmons who uh, who has that talent. Mob movie, by the way, uh, there's a lot of them. There's like too many of them, actually. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, Bronx Tale, I love. You know, Bronx Tale's a good one. Casino, I really like. Scarface, can I throw that in there? Sure. The Un- Untouchables. Um, as, as Untouchables, another, I'm on board for. Really good movie. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. People have been trying to get me into Boardwalk Empire. I haven't seen that. I love this. The Sopranos is like my favorite show of all time. Um, I could see you be. I could see you being a mob movie guy for sure. I love, <laughs> I, love uh, I love all that stuff. Uh, reality TV show. Um, I am straight up like circle slash reality TV. I don't. I don't watch any. The only, re- only reality TV I watch is when I happen to catch whatever my wife is watching. Kind of like when I'm walking the door doing something else. And she's a big Real Housewives of dot, oh dot, dot. God, that's all I've been yeah. seeing lately. It's crazy. So, like, I mean, never- the only, the only uh, reality TV I really watched was way back in the day when, like, Survivor first came out and, like, the first couple seasons of The Real World. But not, like, Jersey Shore or any of that stuff? No, no I can't. It's just lowest common denominator. I can't. What's your uh, drink of choice there, Mike O'Brien? This I have some thoughts on. So, summertime is, like, perfect gin and tonic time as far as I'm concerned. Um, I mean, I'm a wino in general. Uh, you just talk about yeah, white day, day, or weekend weekend red. What, I'll see a red, okay. Yeah, red. The, the red, uh, but the red gets me good. No, the red treats me great. I drink the white all day. Prosecco, hook me up with some prosecco. See, I'm like a champagne, that like that kind. Oh, and listen, I'm not picky. Like if you throw prosecco in front of you, you throw some chardonnay in front of me. If you throw some merlot or cabernet, Rose. like it's it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna get drank. Don't don't worry about that. But uh um elizabeth has been big on like making uh some like like real margaritas as of late and also like gin martinis mm. so she's been she's been like that's like night good stuff yeah so it's like quality drinking right there that is some quality drink and i'm not all, not all the time but it, you know just you know when yeah. when the mood strikes if you were at the bar and you're like what do i buy joe uh, i'm a uh, soco ginger ale oh okay uh, Southern Comfort ginger ale, and then uh, cider, any cider, any kind of cider. I've tank been on tank rain been... tonic. Were you wait? Do you remember cider jack? Are you old enough to, yeah, to yeah, remember that? Yeah, oh god, yeah. that was the best. I like yeah, I didn't like. I liked cider jack. Yeah, but I I love cider down east cider. If anybody yes from the down east uh, you know campus in East Boston, if they'd like to send any, I glad. Night, I think night shift has a good cider as well. Hmm. Well, I will uh, drink your beer, and if you have any merch. Uh, double, <laughs> XLT double uh, triple X. Sorry, I, little plug there. Gladly uh, wear that if you have any of that. Are you on the seltzer kick right now? Uh, I've been drinking seltzer. There's a polar in front of me right now. Polar. Um, no, uh, I mean like the hard, like the hard seltzer. Oh, the hard. No, no. Oh, well, well, actually, yeah. I drink tr- uh, white claws like they're going out of style. Okay. The thing, the thing is, that's not drinking to me. White white claws is like uh, it's like. Somebody brought over white claws the other day. I, I looked over and I had six of them already. <laughs> I was, I was like, say, how many does how many of those does it take? I was like, holy shit! I, I had thirteen. I had thirteen ciders two weeks ago. <laughs> I, also, I was drinking from like two o'clock in the afternoon on. I was like mowing the lawn and doing shit around the house, you know. And I watched wrestling at night. But like, I bought these four packs of the Aloha down east, and like, I crushed them. And yeah. I was already four down. You know, and I was like, and I was like, yeah, hey, I got another eight, nine, you know, whatever, a nine pack here. I might as well just continue to, to keep blowing through these. And I did one night, 13, dude. Yeah. During quarantine. And I, and I've been, I haven't, I've been very good. 
I love iced coffee, like French vanilla iced coffee with just cream. Yeah. Dude, I worked two jobs for like too long, and I think I was addicted to coffee, like addicted. And uh, I haven't had a coffee in almost 80 days. Oh, I've lost weight. Really? Well, with yeah. the cream and sugar, right? So I don't. It's, well, I guess the More French vanilla has the, the sugar, right? So, right. Yeah, so I guess it is cream and sugar. But yeah, I've lost weight. I, I can't believe it. Like I, their shirts fit me that I, I'm like, whoa. And I have I to say, you're, lo- you're, you're looking good. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. you're, you're using this quarantine time better than most, I'd say. But I haven't worked out a lick. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's what you put, it's what you put in your face. I'm honestly, eating, be- eating better. Um, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of pizza and you know curbside. You're not a robot. I mean, I've had a yeah. ton of. Uh, I won't. I won't lie to you. The best curbside I've had is 99. Um, I get those really? gold, those gold fever wings, man. I've been I've been pumping this up for a while. They make a for twelve ninety nine. You can get a half and half XL gold finger wings and buffalo wings for twelve ninety nine, dude. So that's like, you know, n- like twenty finger fingers, not wings, fingers. Yeah. And I just I crush them for twelve ninety nine, dude. Like I get like I have like a gold finger baby happening. You know what I mean? I was uh, our favorite uh, Chinese food place just reopened for takeout this past weekend. Wait, you're in Medford, right? Yeah, Medford. So Cybar, Blue, Blue Fuji. Blue, I know Blue Fuji too. Yeah. So Cy, if you ever get a chance, Cybar is. You told me about so that. Oh, good. I think we might have, low, think we might have had that one time. A little, little but pricey, it, but it's good. Very good. So we ordered everything, but now it just reminded me. We remind me last weekend. Like I need to get up to get some takeout from the Kowloon. Like oh food, man, food and or drink. So they right now they're doing. They're actually going to be. Oh, and I, here we are plugging them. They're going to be opening up a car hop. So they're going to like have it so like you can hang out tailgate there and they're going to have movies on. Oh, what a because what they a move. Andy, what a move. And the thing is is that um you know you can't, they can't have people inside so it's outside dining, you know. It's outside hanging out so it's like if you can't get the people inside you can get them outside that parking lot's huge. Yeah. So take advantage of that dude. I can't wait to like actually like meet someone. <laughs> like have a drink. <laughs> like wow, hey, like let's cheers, but can we? Yeah, cheers? let me let me know when you're heading up. While yeah. wave to you from across the parking lot. All right. Yeah, uh, but dude, I love Medford. Like, there's so much. Um, I get my I miss my barber. My barber is in Medford Square. I don't know if you know Medford Square at all, but yeah, uh, what is, who's your barber. guy? Um, I go to Moreno. Yeah, it's, it's, it's okay, next- yeah, yeah. There's a men's room, and the, they're like right next to each other. There's a yeah, no, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. A, a Dominican barber, and there's a, then there's a Dunkin' Donuts. But yep. there's so much in that. Yep, yep. Tanosh, Alamo, roast beef is okay in there if you want to grab a roast beef. Um, and then well, Bob's. You got, you got Salvatore's down there in the, so, in the square? Salvatore's very good. Um, yeah. Bob's Deli is like one of my favorite delis going, man. If you ever get a chance, it's uh, it's right down the street. Yeah, it's right yeah, there. It's all, it's all right there. So it's, Member Square, I mean, that's the thing about Member Square. It is, it, it's, it's tight. You don't have yeah. to go very far and find anything. Brazilian food, you can get oh, east, dude. I'm starving right now. Oh my god, I'm salivating. Talk, <laughs> talk, like I'm, I like, I uh, like going directly to lunch after this. Like literally, I'm like, oh my god. I, but uh, yeah, there's so there's so much stuff where you are, and I know you're fairly uh, new to the area. Um, couple more here. Uh, what's the best concert you ever been to? Oh, okay, um, this is you two. Madison Square Garden. It was t- two months after 9-11. Whoa. So, yeah. So, it was heavy. Uh, I mean, you two, whether you're a fan or not, they're a great live band. But they did a whole um, they did a whole 9-11 thing where they, like, scrolled 
uh, the names of the yeah, kind of like the, the Super Bowl halftime for the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and like most emotional I've I've been at a concert ever, and and plus it was just an amazing show the entire time. So that's probably the best concert I've been to. Uh, who's like your favorite band? Like mine's Allison Chains. That was my favorite rock band. My favorite rap band is like Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. I love NWA. Like I love all that stuff. I, I even liked emo pop punk for a little period of time in my life. You wouldn't, I don't fit in with that crowd. Um, but like, but like, <laughs> like, did you have like, like who? Oh, um, I like brand new. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was in I newfound glory. If you remember them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I like bands like that. I, um, I probably say I grew up um, kind of. I was into like the the late the, the early nineties hip hop a little bit, so like Boys to Men. Yeah, dude, like the, the, I love that shit. Yeah, Boys to Men. Um, growing up, um, little tribe, and then I kind of switched over to the more, more alternative uh, scene. Yeah. Live was probably my uh, my. Okay, yeah. yeah, So you were in the alternative, like Live and Cake, maybe. Yeah, or, Cake, uh, big Cake fan. Yeah um guster i found in college um boston-based band so switched over to them a little bit but yeah i'd say live and like nirvana pearl jam like they were so big when i was growing right. up bush, right. bush bush was a big bush, uh, yeah. big band yeah uh, stone temple pilots for me as well I yes just, uh, green and green day as well green i got, yeah, I got into the punk scene yeah that's a good show too green day yep then we missed it this summer because this is this is gonna be like the greatest summer in boston concert history <laughs> And uh, in the Corona, damn it! Are you a roast beef guy? Like I know in Philly, it's like ah, you gotta get a steak and cheese there, you know. But like, is it for? Is it worth it? Is it real? And have you had a roast beef here? And like, is there any difference? Um, I haven't had. I guess what's a stereotypical Uh, roast beef sandwich? Triple beef three way. It comes uh, cut roast beef with mayo, uh, sauce, and cheese. I mean, I'm a roast beef sandwich guy, like fan. Like, if it's a good roast beef sandwich, put it in front of me. Like, it's going to be gone. Cheese steak. I mean, cheese steaks are one of those things that's like, it's like getting chowder in Boston or something like that when you're out of town. Like, like, yeah, yeah. I've had, I don't, like, I get steak and cheese here. Is there a right. difference between a cheesesteak? No, Philly, Philly cheesesteak is like its own thing. It's like, can you get chowder in, uh, or, or something else, Boston and Philly? Sure. Like, can you get a cheesesteak or a steak and cheese uh, in Boston? What is it, like, chunkier, like, meat? It's, than a it's just like, I, I can't describe it. It's just it, it's just its own thing between the cheese, the it. onions. Like, the bread The bread down there is what makes it, too. Yeah. Like, well, like, we ever go home and you're like, dude, I need a cheesesteak? I'm really like, I need a cheesesteak right now. Uh, but there are a couple times where I've been like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to head down to South Philly. The the play here's the play you know Pat's and Gino's like those are the two favorite yeah. yeah here's the play you and a buddy go one of you stands in Gino's line the other stands in Pat's line go half and half go half and half yeah I why, do that why? now I do that yeah. now with the wife I'm like hey you want I'll get chicken parm you get a steak and cheese and boom you know what I mean yeah, we'll, yeah listen we'll split it life is hard enough you need to you don't need to deny yourself good things I like that that's a, you should put that on a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> All right, we call this uh, musings, Murray's musings. Yep. Uh, ketchup on a hot dog. What do you put on your hot dog? Uh, I used to be only ketchup for a long time. I did not only, like mustard. Only ketchup. Yeah, I did not like mustard. Now I, I've kind of come around on mustard, so I go ketchup and mustard. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. That's a respectable answer. What's the, I heard this relish shit the other day. I'm like, what is that? No, rel- no relish. I mean, I'll, I'll throw in some onions and chili if they're kicking around too. All right, so um, you've been around the world. 
there is nothing better than seafood here. Here, like yeah, from Maine to the Cape, like yeah. And I, I'm I'm like a lobster roll fiend right now. I love lobster in general. I love the lazy lobster. I love all that. But I'm out on the I'm out on cold lobster. I just don't want to have it. I don't want it with mayo, and I definitely don't want it with lettuce. So, are you a hot buttered? Or oh, yeah, you- yeah. Just okay. stop the conversation. Just stop the question right there. Hot buttered lobster roll only. That's it. Good Warm. answer. They call it Connecticut style, which I don't understand. I've never seen that in Connecticut. Well, like, dude, I go to other places all the time. And I ask for, uh, they're like, oh, no, it's only cold. I can give you hot butter. I'm like, wait. Well, like, uh, they give it with me with mayo and shit. And I'm like, I don't want that mayo on there. And I, I like mayo. I don't want cold lobster with mayo and lettuce. I don't want that. I want that, hot that's butter, not- bread, and lobster. That's not Connecticut style. That's just that's wrong style. Like, you're doing it wrong. Wrong style. Exactly. Yeah, God. And people are like, oh, well, it's hot outside. So you want something that you want? Something a little cold? No. No. No, I don't. But, oh, man, it's so funny. Like, I, I go on vacation. I get lobster other places, like in Florida or, like, you know, like one of those, like, Caribbean. T- no, those aren't lobsters. <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> the thing is, is that it's cold water here. We have great cold water. So it's just, they just, it's it, the best. It, taste uh it tastes now, so much now, now i'm a, <laughs> i've been hungry for brazilian food i've been hungry for a roast beef sandwich and uh, now i'm hungry for lobster exactly you're gonna you're gonna oh. not know where to go soon oh. uh plastic or paper straws and, and the reason why i bring this up is since i haven't been drinking iced coffee and i've kind of given up the soda thing like fast food when do i use a straw probably don't and, use and so booze is the only thing i can think of but i haven't been out <laughs> so like I don't do I use straws anymore and then I'm like oh well the paper straws suck and I know it's environmentally friendly but are you a paper plastic I, guy I, I don't care I have no strong feelings on straws like whatever you whatever you put in my drink that's going to get it into me I'm fine okay all right that's uh and are you a beach or a pool guy uh I <laughs> I am probably more of a pool guy. I love going to the shore. That's what they call it down in Philly. So I would love going to the Cape. But as you can see from my skin tone, I'm not exactly uh, friends with the sun or have a a large amount of melanin in my body. So my time at the beach is often limited by the amount of time I could spend in the sun. Plus, I'm I'm not a sit there for hours on end and just like soak up the sun kind of guy. I I need... I need activities. So like when so I'm like, at the beach, I'm in the water throwing something or talking, right. doing something because I can't sit there and bake in the sun. I can't. I love. I mean, I get tan. Like I, I like it. Yeah. I get cold. Oh, for sure. But uh, oh, I can't sit there and bake. I don't know how other people do that. Yeah, make like put me by the pool. Like I'm going inside, grab a snack, bring it back out. Like use the facilities need be. Like go in, mix a drink, bring it back out. Like convenience, convenience. Uh, final segment here, Michael right. Brian. Uh, we call it Quarren Time. <laughs> Quarren Time. I'll come up with a song someday. What shows have you been watching during quarantine? Okay. There's been quite a few because we've had, what, 10 weeks to work here? Uh, the missus and I just flew through Ozark. All right. Is what, it worth what? it? Is it yeah. worth it? Yeah. It is. Were you a Sons of Anarchy guy? Loved Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. I'd, I'd say kind of the same vibe. Where like a lot of conflict, a lot of drama, um, you know, the right amount of violence when need be, like some shocks, some some twists, some turns. 
I, I, I equated hard to uh, Sons of Anarchy. I just ripped through Devs on Hulu, starring Nick Offerman, which was uh, pretty good. Uh, what else have I done? Oh God, uh, it's all it's all just kind of like jumbling together at this point. I'll tell you what I've watched. So I, I did like the Tiger King. I did all that shit. I got it out of the way. Yeah. Um, I love Dave. It's with the rapper Little Dicky. You're the second person in the last two days to tell me about that, dude. I it's it's ten episodes, thirty minutes. Yeah. So it's like not you know they got to hook you right for thirty minutes. They got to hook you. Yeah. I, I loved it, and I I know I'm familiar with Little Dicky. He's a he's a he's a, like a Jewish rapper, but mm-hmm. but now it's about him. He's like this Jewish rapper who's like trying to get signed, and he meets people, and he's like, "Hey, I'm Dave." And it's like, you're Dave. <laughs> he's like a rapper. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like about his relationship and his life and trying to get signed and his friends and like, you know, moving from Philly, where he's from. He's from Philly. Yeah. And, uh, Love him. Was- <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, and House right now, we're kind of going back through. And then I've also been watching Letter Kenny on Hulu. It's It just mocks, not mocks, it, it, it's kind of tongue in cheek about like Canadian culture. Like right. kind of like backwoods Canadian town, so yeah, but it, the shows I watch are like with the wife. So yeah, Dave is good, and then Insecure. If you like, that's on HBO. Oh if yeah, you want to check that out? That's it. That's yeah, a good. One. Now I'm like, what did I? I, I it's so sad. Like, what did I watch? Yeah, I, I watched, watched so the TV. I'm like, I can't remember any of it now. I did The Sopranos again. Whole every episode, I just couldn't stop. I got like addicted to it. Uh, what's been your go-to snack in uh, quarantine? Uh, salt and pepper popcorn. Salt and salt pepper, and pepper popcorn. popcorn. Yeah, you it's, do the salt and kinda, pepper on the popcorn. No, it's a. It's like it's like Pop Smart or Pop something like some brand name. Wow. Uh, yeah, the pop the popcorn has been my go to. Just kind of like, it's not, you know, it's it's not too unhealthy. It, it kind of fills you up a little bit. So that's kind and pistachios. I'm a big pistachio. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been eating Welch's fruit snacks. Lots Ooh, of them. that's good. Uh, they're really good and yeah. <laughs> The mi- is it mixed is it mixed berry uh yes yep exactly and then they have now they have the rad the cherry all cherry Ooh. Um, if you go to uh, target now you can buy two two packages for four dollars i think there's like eight in a package it's no good um <laughs> what is your favorite frozen food michael brian uh like are we talking about entrees or like desserts yeah, anything okay um frozen i mean free oh here we go stouffer's french bread pizza is the best frozen i have it in my freezer right now and it's my favorite yeah i know i know i do it yeah come do it pop it in there preheated yeah you go you go you got to go there's no microwave option still right like i haven't had it forever okay oven only yep and i i i I like the this is weird pepperoni and sausage they make yeah, but they also weird. I, I mean, I like it, so it's really good. <laughs> uh, sounds and amazing. They, I like sometimes just a straight up plain. Yeah, go back to. I mean, listen. Sometimes the classics are the best. Yeah, can't mess with the original. Final question. Okay. What What has been the most obscure purchase you've made in quarantine? <laughs> you know what's uh, funny? I've actually made a concerted effort to limit the online purchasing because I could just see myself going down a rabbit hole um <laughs> hard be and especially with you know the the play-by-play work and like just you know general streams of revenue um 
you got to tighten, you know, going away for a bit, you got to tighten the, the purse strings a little bit. I'd, so I'd say the most obscure was uh, I just got a new, I had to get a new pair of flip-flops. Like that was, that was All it. Right. A new fun. pair of flip-flops and, and, and some wine. That's about it. I bought a, uh, I bought a new beach chair uh, from DXL, you know, big man's. Chair. Oh no! Here, no, sorry. Here, an auto, an automatic knife sharpener. That's the most oh, obscure okay, thing I got. Obscure. Sorry, that, sorry, I forgot about that. That's obscure. Yeah. Uh, I I did Instacart once. I How had was something. that? It was great. They gave me a, a extra bag of salad that I don't want, but um, you know, overall it was a it was a great experience. How long do you have? Like, is it you still at a point where you have to like plan like a two week days. ahead of time? Two, two days. So if I did, days? I'd get it on Thursday. Okay. All right. It's great. I'll, I might have to. Well, yeah. I guess things are opening now, so it, does, it doesn't matter. But maybe this is when I was like, I'm not waiting in line to go into a store. You know, oh, like I, I, I did the hour long wait one time. Yeah, we got to. That was, I know good. We, that was, that was good. the process. I know that, but whatever. So that's it, Mike O'Brien. This has been so fun. Thanks, man. This has been great. This is what I do. I, you know, it's a podcast to hang out, shoot the shit, talk about topics that are happening in the world, get to know you. I think we did that in 90 minutes. Yeah. And also like chance to see people that it's you different. haven't seen forever that you like, like, man, I, I miss hanging out with Joe Murray in the studio. Now we get to hang out for a little bit. Yeah. And then when, when things open up, we can go hang out. You know, I don't yeah. know if we cheers or shake hands or whatever, but Cal- you know. Calhoun's parking lot. We got it. We got it set. You, you, It's an easy ride for, well, I live seven minutes away. That's, I mean, it's easy, easy enough for me. 20 minutes away. I'm being serious when I tell you this. One night I left the Kowloon. I put Led Zeppelin Stairway to Heaven, pushed <laughs> A, drove home, and when I pulled in my driveway, the song ended. It is li- I literally live the Stairway to Heaven from Kowloon. That's a beautiful way to end the night. And any <laughs> trip is Kowloon, for, for that matter. And it's easy right home. And they have mixes, too. So if you go up there, you can bring some uh, some of those mixes home. Oh, my God. I am starving. Let's go. Let's go. I, I, let's go get lunch. I'm dying right now. <laughs> All right, uh, Mike O'Brien. O'Brien on the mic. And I didn't plug this, but uh, you got a little pod. You've been doing a show about with authors. You had uh, Stewie on recently. Yeah. So uh, real quick, kind of like trying to keep busy here during the, the quarantine, like everybody else. There's this... Um, I guess a streaming station, which is also can be seen on, on some smart TVs called FTF uh, it's short for, for the fans. And there's a show called the show at the author. Uh, it's basically a half hour interview show where we talk to authors uh, about that are kind of like in or around sports. Um, and we just basically talk to them about some of the books they read and something like, and uh, go a little in depth on the writing process and their background and their background and what got them in the writing a little bit. But yeah, Paul Stewart was one of the best episodes, just like story upon story upon story uh, about his hockey playing career and his refing career and, and growing up in Boston too. So uh, that actually just aired this past Sunday, but I think you can check it out on ftfnext.com. So if you want to check out oh. the show, that's where you can find it. And I Hulu, you said? Um, it's on like smart TV. It's like on oh, Roku and like Chrome God. TV and stuff like that. Oh shit! I'm gonna yeah, so like, whatever, whatever smart TV. Uh, I think almost all smart TV uh, systems. I want to say. Very nice. Yeah. All right. He is uh, Mike O'Brien. He's a Swiss Army knife. You might. You're the Swiss him. Army knife, by the way. Like, the you're, in the, you're in the morning. You're on the weekends. You're like whatever. Whatever you know. Whatever there's something that needs needs to be done and done right. Joe Murray gets the call. I'm I'm like the sixth man. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. Is that is that all right? That, that's know. fair. That's a be- that's a better description. I, mean, I could like what what else is there? Like uh, pinch runner, 
I'm no, not a pinch. No, six man. No, you're six, you're six you're man. a pinch runner. Too valuable to be a pinch runner. Yeah. Six man. There were some great pinch hitters though in the day. Guys who can just get out. That was like a knack that they had. You know, they were just really, really good pinch hitters. I don't know. You're you're, you're so much more than that. Yeah. I think I'll I'll, I'll roll with that for a while. Uh, All right. Mike O'Brien. Follow him on Twitter at O'Brien on the mic. You can find he does play by play for everybody. And you can find him there and (laughs) find out what he's doing. Uh, I'm leaving as well uh, tomorrow. Oh, by the way, just so you know, Mike, uh, if you ever want to uh, use this as your demo, uh, just sitting here on Spotify, YouTube. In iTunes, you can listen to previous episodes, including this one that will be up very shortly uh, everywhere. And again, uh, tomorrow, my guest, Tracy Clements. Yeah. From 98.5, the sports of Tracy gets from behind the glass and she'll get uh, She'll be just sitting here tomorrow with Joe Murray. So for Mike O'Brien, I'm Joe Murray. We'll be just sitting here with you tomorrow. Again, I'll be on with Toucher and Rich from 6 to 10 and then back here with you at noon. We will talk to you then. Thanks.